Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. It is written that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us, to learn about the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, the holy and anointed Lamb of God, the light of the world, the Savior of mankind. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or call us at 678-692-8870. You can also write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256 Brooks, Georgia 30205. We look forward to hearing from you and we pray that these messages of truth touch your lives. If you have been moved by these biblical teachings, please visit our forums online at covenantpeoplesministry.org and sign up to follow us on our YouTube channel, Covenant People. Thank you for joining us for another CPM broadcast. And now, here is our pastor, Jeremy Visser, with our next Bible study. Hello again, dear kinsfolk, and thank you for joining me as we continue to take a look at Haggai. However, today we're going to be doing something a little different. And in that I mean I received numerous emails from my three-part series on Haggai. And seemingly, a majority of our kinsfolk do not like hearing the spiritual teaching that we are the temple. And in fact, when teaching the book of Haggai, The entire book deals with the restoration of the temple in Jerusalem. If you were with us, you know that it was Haggai the prophet who was risen up, and he was sent into Jerusalem, and he was only able to raise up a remnant, a small portion of the Israelites to rebuild the temple. And at the conclusion of Haggai, I straightforwardly said that wherever two or more gather in Yahshua's name, there he is in the midst of them. And seemingly a majority of people got upset with this. They ran out and they didn't like hearing it taught. So today we're going to prove that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Because I feel it must needs be taught. Because it is scriptural. But some of the highlights of the book of Haggai are chapter 2 verse 6 where we read, Thus saith Yahweh of hosts, yet once it is a little while. And I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry ground. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, in teaching Haggai and Malachi, and pretty soon here Joel, I had to truthfully say that Yahweh God never did dwell within that temple of Jerusalem. However, His intention is given in chapter 1 and verse 8 of Haggai, where we read, Yahweh commands, Go up to the mountains and bring wood, and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, saith Yahweh. Now I pointed out that that did not happen in the times of Haggai, and Malachi, which is about a hundred years after this prophet, taught that there were false prophets within the temple, meaning that Yahweh God was not being glorified And every offering that the priests were making were wholly corrupted. And, in teaching it, I had to straightforwardly say, Yahweh God did not lie. Because, I assure you, this will happen. And we're going to prove that today. So in beginning, proving this point that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, 
Turn with me to the New Testament and the book of Acts. And I'm sure you know who Stephen the martyr is because I recently taught on who he was and what he preached and what upset the Pharisees so much that they ran upon him with one accord and they put him to death. Now, of course, you can read about Stephen in the seventh chapter of Acts. And what's interesting about Stephen is in the book of Acts, being one of the second generation Christians, Stephen goes against the high priest and he proceeds to give the call of Abraham. And he proceeds to give them a historical background into the covenant itself. But an interesting statement that Stephen makes is found right here in the seventh chapter of Acts. However, he says in verse 48, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Now, right there, Stephen is giving validity to Isaiah, the major prophet. And Stephen is reminding you that Isaiah said, Yahweh God will not dwell in a temple made with hands. So is Yahweh God lying when he says that the desire of all nations at the renovation of this earth age will fill that temple with glory? Absolutely not. But what Stephen is saying is exactly what Isaiah the prophet taught. And it actually begins in verse 7. But Solomon built him a house. Remember that Solomon's temple ultimately became known as the temple of Jerusalem. The very temple that Haggai was risen up to motivate the children of Israel to complete. And he continues, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all of these things? It's a question from Yahweh God through Isaiah, and by extension through Stephen. But what you need to understand is Yahweh God says in the book of Haggai, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. The entire earth and the footstool belong to Yahweh God. Therefore, when you work for man for the things that Yahweh God rightfully and freely gives you, that is proof that you are under an oppressive government. And perhaps that's the reason why Yahweh God can't dwell within a temple made with hands in this earth age. But He most assuredly will in the book of Revelation. Now, while we're here in Acts, turn over to chapter 17. And we're going to look at something that Paul had to teach regarding the temple and the fact that Yahweh God will not dwell within a building. There is no house of God per se because the teaching under the new covenant, once again, is wherever two or more Adamites gather in my name, there I am, in the midst of them. Meaning you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Very important. In Acts chapter 17 beginning in verse 22. Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, and I declare him unto you. Meaning that these Grecians at the time of the Acts did not know the sacred name of Yahweh. Was it their fault? Of course not. Because Malachi says that the priests in that very temple of Jerusalem 
We're not giving glory unto what? The sacred name of Yahweh. But continuing on, Paul says this in verse 24 in Acts 17. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that He is Lord of heaven and earth, dwells not in temples made with hands. Second witness, Therefore, for all the men and women that sent me emails saying, I sound like a Judeo-Christian because I'm teaching you that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, need to realize that this is a teaching of Scripture. Yahweh God is not a liar. His intention was to dwell in that temple. And His intention was to be glorified within it, but it won't happen in this earth age. And we're going to prove from the book of Revelation when that prophecy is ultimately fulfilled. Because if you were with me for Haggai, you know that there are seven specific prophecies spoken by this minor prophet that are yet to be unfulfilled. And one of them is that, that His glory and His Spirit will fill the temple. Right? But again, we are looking forward to a new heavens and a new earth. And Paul says that God made the world and all things therein. And seeing that He is Lord of heaven and dwells not in temples made with hands, neither is He worshipped with men's hands as though He needs anything, seeing He giveth all life and breath and all things. So once again, second witness, Yahweh God will not dwell in a building per se made with man's hands. A brick and mortar building. Now, if two or more are gathered within that building, Yahshua will dwell within the midst of them. But what that denotes is that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, not that building in Jerusalem. And it's very important to understand this in regards of the new heavens and the new earth that will be ushered in. So two times now from the book of Acts, we have proven from Stephen the martyr and from Paul the Apostle, and both of these men in the New Testament are teaching what the Old Testament taught. And that is that Yahweh God will not dwell within a building. So, turn with me now over to Hebrews chapter 9. And here in Hebrews chapter 9, we can read, beginning in verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. Stopping right there. Christ is not entering into that building down the road, my friend. You must understand that aspect. And on the same token, this is a protective measure from our Heavenly Father. Why? Because it avoids the Catholics or the papacy from coming in and saying, we're the church. You can't worship God on your own. But Yahweh God is spirit, right? And those that worship Yahweh God must worship Him in spirit and truth. Nowhere in the Scripture... Does it say you need to enter into a brick and mortar building to worship Yahshua or Yahweh? And what did we just learn here in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 24? For Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands. Very interesting statement. Because if you go one verse before this, we learn. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. A better sacrifice, an atonable sacrifice through the blood of Yahshua Messiah. And let me interject. At the end of Malachi, we're told that the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing within His wings. Meaning, that Solomon's temple that was to be overlaid with cherubs, holding wings outstretched over and over, just like the law, was incomplete. 
until Christ. So again, Yahweh God did not lie when He said, I will dwell within that temple because He was giving His intention. And He ultimately will dwell in that temple with the saints. But what we just learned in verse 24 in its entirety is this. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Yeshua will appear in the presence of God for us. Meaning, He returns as God to judge between the nations. And again, there is no judge beyond Yahshua in the book of Revelation. In fact, we're going to take a look at that right now. Because what we espouse here in Brooks is considered dual seed line Christian identity doctrine. In fact, my ordination comes directly from Swift, but perhaps that's a study for another day. And Swift taught no different regarding this. So turn with me, if you can, to Revelation chapter 21. And in Revelation chapter 21, which is almost near the conclusion of the entire Bible, we read in chapter 21, beginning in verse 22, where we're taught. I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. There is no temple in the New Jerusalem. There is no temple within the kingdom that is made with brick and mortar. But there is a temple. And the temple is what? <laughs> the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple therein. Therefore, it makes perfect sense when you understand that Yahshua is to be the head of the Christian body. We are, naturally, to be His limbs and or His proverbial body. Therefore, Christ's temple is what we dwell within. Not a temple made with hands, nor the hands of men. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the Gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship, be sure to write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256 Brooks, Georgia. 30205 or give us a call at 678-692-8870 you can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.org where you will find direct access to our extensive selection of audio sermons you can also listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast on your mobile audio devices our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings if you wish to support this ministry Please make your checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry or use the donate button on our website to use PayPal. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all and is an all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church so that when He returns, He will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply his words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. Now, before we look at Revelation just a little bit deeper, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. This is Paul's first letter to those in the city of Corinth. And in chapter 3, we read in verse 16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God.
stopping right there. Don't you know this? You're the temple of God, not that building in Jerusalem. Always has been. And so, for the men and women who have issue with me preaching on this spiritual teaching that we are the temple, perhaps they should take it up with Paul. Paul says, don't you know? Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And the Spirit of God dwells within you. You, wherever two or more gather. Not in this building. Not in Jerusalem, and most assuredly not now, in 2016. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells within you? And if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which ye are. Which ye are. Which temple ye are. Temple is italicized. You, my friend, the Israelite, White Anglo-Saxon men, women, and children are the temple of God. As long as Yahshua, the Lamb, and Yahweh, the God of Israel, are our head. Paul asks, don't you know the body must be holy? Because the body is the temple of God. So, nobody can come and give me issue for teaching that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And no man can come and give me issue and deny funds and tithes like they've been saying they will. Because it is a biblical teaching over and over. And we are CI, right? I already espoused that. I already said that. And one of the things about Christian identity, at least in my estimation, that is so imperative, is understanding the difference between those that say they are Judeans and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. In fact, this is taught in Revelation chapter 2-9 and 3-9. And it is a linchpin, if you will, of Christian identity teaching. So turn with me over to Revelation chapter 3. And we're going to look at the epistle of John to Philadelphia. Now remember, Philadelphia was one of the churches or church ages that overcame The tear overcame the earth age. And why? Well, let's begin reading in verse 7 of Revelation chapter 3. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, and he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Who's that? That's Christ. This is what Christ has to say regarding the church or the church age of Philadelphia, which many scholars believe happens to be our era. Because A, we hold the key of David, and B, we recognize those of the synagogue of Satan. Continuing on in verse 8. I know thy works, Yahshua says. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. The very name that Malachi came and rebuked the priest for not glorifying. Yahweh Yahshua. Now, the church of Philadelphia overcame. They weren't the greatest, but they were one of two churches that overcame in judgment. Notice also that he says, I set before you a door. What type of door is that? Well, I assure you it's not a door made with men's hands. This is a door opening to something specific. You have kept my word, 
You've not denied My name. Who? The church in Philadelphia. Verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before Thy feet and to know that I have loved Thee. Why? Verse 10. Because Thou hast kept the word of My patience, I will also keep Thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the whole world. The hour of temptation, a polite way of saying tribulation. Now, let me ask you, what did Yahweh God cut short the days of tribulation for? Who? But the elect's sake. What are we dealing with? The saints. The Israelite men, women, and children that overcome this earth age. And, I might add, give glory and do not deny the name of Yahshua. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh, this is verse 12, pay close attention. Him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. If you overcome, Here, the church of Philadelphia. You become a pillar within what? A proverbial temple. Not a temple built with man's hands. And we already proved that from Revelation chapter 21 verse 22. Yahweh God doesn't dwell in a de facto building. But He dwells among His saints. Makes perfect sense if you think about it because they comprise His body as long as He is the head and they do not deny His name. Now, verse 12 says in its entirety, Him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. New Jerusalem, my friend, And the new Jerusalem is comprised of the saints. And the saints are the pillars of the very temple. The very temple that Paul says in 1 Corinthians, we are. We are the temple of Yahweh God. And we must understand that. In teaching Haggai spiritually, I was teaching it correctly. Because that temple never was designed for Yahweh God to dwell within. However, where will He? Well... We already partially covered that. After this point, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 13, Christ says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And then it goes directly in to the church of Laodicea. And what happens? Well, skipping forward to verse 15, Christ says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would, thou, were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. And that, my friends, brings us full circle back to the book of Haggai. The book of Haggai where our Israelites were neither hot nor cold, but they were content to be a slave within the city of Jerusalem. And they were slaves because the very physical temple was not being put first. Now the fact that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, as you can see from today, is mostly a New Testament teaching. That it no longer requires that church. 
And let me add that when Yahshua went into that temple and He denounced it by turning over the table of the money changers and telling them that they turned His Father's house into a den of thieves, it stands from that day until now. We comprise the temple. We, the saints, the Israelites, the quote-unquote sons of Yahweh, comprise the very temple itself under the new covenant. Now why is all this important? Mostly because a majority of churches out within the land love saying we're the only legit game in town. And ironically, a majority of tax-exempt government-owned churches are never correct in their teaching. In fact, when you walk in, they will tell you, in spite of everything we've covered today from 1 Corinthians, Acts 7 or Acts 17, Hebrews chapter 9, they'll tell you when you walk in, you're in the house of God. A polite way of saying the temple of God. And that, right out the gate, upon entrance into a Judeo-Christian church, is erroneous. We, the people, the race of Israel, comprise and are the temple of Yahweh God. And we prove that from Revelation. And so, in conclusion, turn with me to the final book, but Revelation chapter 21 once again. And what we're going to discuss here is the new Jerusalem. Not the old Jerusalem. The old Jerusalem's out has nothing whatsoever to do with Christianity today. The new temple is what? The body of Christ with God at the head. And it's comprised of men and women that overcame the world order, that knew the blasphemy of those that said they were Jews or Judeans, Jacobites, but were not, but are the synagogue of Satan, meaning Jewish Edomites, just like Malachi said. And we learn of the new Jerusalem at the end or the conclusion of Revelation chapter 21, beginning in verse 24. And the nations of them which are saved, not all nations are saved, but of the nations of the Israelites which are saved, shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations or the Israelite people into it. Pay close attention, final verse of this study. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. They that are written in the Lamb's book of life are they that what? Comprise the new Jerusalem. And the new Jerusalem is found within the very kingdom itself and it is comprised of the Israelite men, women, and children. And so, hopefully, in this very short sermon, I was able to prove to you that Scripture is replete with examples, most assuredly the New Testament, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I provided you more than two witnesses, and if people still continue to have a problem with the spiritual teaching, perhaps they should take it up with John the Revelator or Paul the Apostle, because it is scriptural. In Haggai, what we learned was that there was a remnant and in Revelation, what we learn is there is also a remnant or a residue that comprise the body. 
They are they that overcome the world. They are they who are wise to the serpent's tactics. And I believe, if you will, these men and women that comprise the New Jerusalem, the temple of which the door or the gate is never shut, neither day nor night, because there is no night, is comprised of us, the saints. And one final thing before I conclude, dear kinsfolk. If you are able to, please send a tithe. We truly need it. Hopefully before September 14th, if you're able to send a donation to this ministry. And I'll leave it at that. Whatever's to be, is to be. Until next time, this is Pastor Visser from Brooks, Georgia and the Covenant People's Church. Wishing you and your entire family great studies, war for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.org, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible study lessons and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website. If you would like to write to us, send your comments and queries to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205, or reach us by telephone at 678-692-8870. We thank you for your prayers and offerings. And we pray that all of you have been touched by these messages and continue to share the words of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.